street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. How are you today? Good, how are you? Groovy. <laughs> do you have time to do an interview before you do your walk? What kind of interview? Excellent question. I have a timer. I set it for five minutes. But we, we pick a topic, basically a belief that you formed in your mind okay. that you're really sure is true. Like... Uh, horoscopes are an accurate reflection of reality or I've seen a ghost mm -hmm. uh, I think karma is real I think a God exists miracles happen mm -hmm. and it, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be um, supernatural stuff it could be anything like you think global warming is real or you think global warming is a hoax mm -hmm. um, but I found that when it's a belief that that influences who you are as a person, like the, those deep beliefs that motivate you to do things, mm -hmm. those are the ones that go really interesting, the topics. And I would like to record it if you're cool with that. Is this for a documentary or something? No. No, I call it a hobby. Okay. But um, I've been having talks with people for about three years doing this. Uh, this location for about a year. So I've got a YouTube channel and I, th I throw some of the more interesting talks on there. Uh -huh. um, at the end of the talk, I can give you a card Okay. And if you're weirded out about it and you don't want to do it or you don't want me to use the footage, I won't use it. But um, what I found, though, is that people rarely slow down and just have an honest talk about why they think the things that they think. Mm -hmm. And these chats tend to help a person think about, like, why is that belief in my mind? Why do I think that that thing is true? Mm -hmm. I I'm such a different... Pr I'm, I'm a... I mean, I would be a different person if I didn't have this belief, mm -hmm. but rarely does a person think about how they form the belief and how they determine that it's true. Mm -hmm. Do you want to just do a short little fiver? Sure. Okay. Thank you very much. I feel like I've been talking and talking and talking. What is your first name? Michelle. Mich nice Michelle? Yeah. Okay. Nice to meet you too. Are you okay? Fine. You want to go right here? Yeah. That's good. Is it two L's? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right, so I did a lot of talking there, but as I was giving you some suggestions, do you have any particular beliefs that you want to unpack and discuss? I mean, I know God exists. Okay, that's a great one. Because I find there's a lot of other beliefs that, that people have because of that one. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. Uh, let's just have a short chat about, about that then. Um, have you ever... Have you ever thought about why you think that it's true? The reasons? Um, I mean, you can see it everywhere. I mean, nature has such a complexity that could have only arisen with some some intelligent person out there who put it all together. Okay. Um, and that's God. I mean, I see God in nature. I see God 
pretty much everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, it's like finding a watch. And you can't just assume that the watch just came out of nowhere. Um, you see, like, all the little gears inside. You see that it keeps time. Mm -hmm. And you can only assume that someone put it together. Um, and in searching for that someone, you find the truth. Okay. And it changes your life. How... I completely understand um, what I think you're... I think I understand what you're saying, is that you look around, you see nature, and it's so incredibly complex. Therefore, there had to have been a creator, and then that creator would be a god. How... You seem like you were awfully confident that the god exists. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> okay. Can we put it on a scale? Like 0 to 100, where 100% 100 is... 100. It's all confidence. There's no question in my mind. I have no doubt. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Because I, I see what life is like without believing in God. And it's it's not worth living. Okay. Do you have personal experience with that? Or you know somebody? Um, I mean, you just think about all the implications of, of not having someone who created you. Um, like, thinking about if we're the result of a random process, where's where's the, the purpose for our lives, the meaning? Okay. Um, if you were to meet people that don't believe in any gods, who were to adequately convey to you how they find meaning in this short life that they think they have without any gods being a part of it. Mm -hmm. And even how they could, they might even be of the position that, yeah, everything kind of looks complex, but it, we think that it arose out of natural causes. I know plenty of people like that. You um, do? Um, even, you know, people as close as like my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law. Okay. Um, believe those kinds of things. And I don't judge them necessarily. Um, I just, I don't understand how you can, how you can live in a world, love, you know, make music, um, eat, have family, have relationships without that underpinning mm -hmm. of why. Why do we live? Why do we want to have relationships? Why do we have this, this longing for, for love and, and all those mm -hmm. things that can be explained by science? If you had prolonged conversations with people that didn't believe in any gods, mm -hmm. but were able to explain to your satisfaction that they actually do find a tremendous amount of meaning and they love and they, and even though they don't believe in any gods, would you still believe in the god? Oh, absolutely. Because they're not, they themselves are not going off their own framework. They're, they're kind of stealing it, you know? I mean, you can't believe that we are random re result of processes and believe that, you know, we have a meaning, we have a purpose in this life. But you can still have a meaning and have a purpose in this life. You know what I'm saying? Like I you, think I do, You can believe yeah. something, but that doesn't mean you're acting on your beliefs. Do you think that people who say that they don't believe in any gods really deep down believe in a god? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying they live as if they do. They're living as if they believe in a god. Okay, so if I understand, your position is a person can't find meaning and love and all the things that are important in life unless they believe that a God exists. And even if you were to meet people who told you, hey, listen, like, 
I'm sure, Michelle, that that um, I'm finding meaning in life, and I love my family. I love my kids, mm-hmm. and um, this what we see around us is as is beautiful. And I want to be a good person, but they don't believe in any gods. I mean, you ask you, them why? Why do you love your family and your kids? And what would they tell you? Because I do. Like they they can't give you a reason. I mean. Somebody has to have a reason why they love their kids. There is a reason they love their kids. Okay, right. And that reason is is your God. That reason is because we were created to have meaningful relationships. We were created in a certain design, and we act according to that design. Whether you realize it or not, whether you um, acknowledge it or not, we all have a design to to have meaningful relationships with people, with humans. You know, we're a social species. And at the same time, um, have a relationship with God. You know, we have that spiritual sense. Um, as many people as want to deny it, there's a, a spiritual side of things that you can't get away from. That's why we come to nature. That's why we come to isolated places and, and look for hmm. that, whatever it is, you know, to each person. Hmm. So they're acting according to a certain design. I mean, I think all humans have a certain design to fulfill certain functions. Um, whether you want to acknowledge that it's because you were created is a different thing. Uh-huh. It's hard for... If somebody presupposes that there is no God and we arose from natural processes mm-hmm. and they actually get meaning out of this life and, and value and all that other stuff... I'm sure they could. I, I, I think... Um, What's hard for me to believe is that how is it useful for me to have an adaptation to make a relationship with someone, to love a child who has um, disabilities? I mean, they're no use to me. They're no use to society, and, you know, technically speaking, because they can't contribute. But we still love them. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is it com- like does it come down to love for you, pretty much? Is like, is that yeah. the big thing? I mean, that is the okay. big thing. That, that whole relationship aspect, you know, yeah. you need to have a relationship with other people and with God. Uh-huh. Um, whether you acknowledge that's because we were created, it, that's a different story, but we all live according to that design. That's what we all want. Even even unbelievers. Yeah. yeah. We all want love. We all want love from our family. Um, and we want to, you know, experience this, the spiritual aspect of things. Mm-hmm. If this hypothesis that you're proposing here is actually true, mm-hmm. um, sorry, if, if this pr- hypothesis that you're proposing actually wasn't true, and we really did arise out of natural processes and the emotions that you see humans displaying, like love, or protecting for, uh, you know, protecting a loved one who's maybe disabled or something, um, if these really were the result of natural you know, evolution and natural, just uh, just an, an innate desire that happens with human brains, and it wasn't some sort of supernatural thing behind it. How do you think that you would figure it out? I mean, I, I just wouldn't think it's logical. We, we learn all this, this um, Do you have no way of testing it to see if it's not true? Testing what? Your belief that this God exists? Like, how could you, how could you test this claim to to find out that you were actually mistaken. Uh-huh. I think is it, is it testable? Well, I mean, it's it's science is a tool that you can use in certain mediums to 
to confirm a hypothesis, right? Um, and it, you have to have very rigorous procedures to test that. And some some things don't fall within that medium. Um, you can. You're unable to test the belief that you have. Let me put it this way: science sure. is a tool that you can use to test hypotheses, but. Before you use that tool, you have a certain framework in your mind of how you think about life, how you think about this world and how it works. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. you, you apply that to the tool, science. Mm -hmm. you know? um, I think there are certainly ways that you could prove that there is an intelligent designer. Um, that there is? Mm -hmm. Through the scientific process? Yep, through the scientific process. Okay. But it's has it been done yet? It has. There's, there's plenty of scientists who have a framework of believing in God. No, 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 but were those people able to actually scientifically test the existence of the God? Is that possible? Or is it outside the purview of scientific rigor? To tell you the truth, I don't know, and I'm not sure if it matters. Because, like, I can tell you personally, every experience I've had has confirmed my belief in God. I don't, I don't think I've ever had a disconfirmation. Um, well, are you are you not predisposed to think that there's a God, and could you be attributing those things to a God because of that predisposition? Sure, I could be, but um, I would think that as, as soon as there's some disconfirmation, I would stop believing. What would and, you accept? Mm -hmm. What would you accept as disconfirmation? Um... I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty young, but I think I've been hit with all the possible uh, ideas, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't see how there could couldn't be a God. Through all my experiences in in, in life, even though I grew up in, in a certain kind of household, um, I know plenty of people who didn't grow up. My husband, in fact, who didn't grow up in a household like that, was an atheist for a long time. Do you yeah. have a... I'm sorry. Do you... Frankly, I'll just ask one more question. We yeah. could wrap it up. Do you have a belief that this God exists that's not testable? A certain aspect of it is faith. I think. How much of it? Well, you always have to make a leap of faith. I mean, you, you, whether you believe evolution is true, whether you believe that God created the universe, there's a leap of faith in there. Because What does faith mean to you? Faith is um, hope in things that are not seen. Um, could, they, could an atheist hope or use faith in something that's not seen? They do. And Yeah, can they later discover that they were mistaken? They could. When you use faith to confirm that this hypothesis that you have is actually true mm -hmm. how would you discover that your hope was misplaced that your faith was misplaced again I guess this is coming back to testing mm -hmm. like what's the feedback loop to you Michelle to say when I put my faith in that one thing it was it was misplaced it was it was not justified it depends on what your expectations of having faith in that thing is um, 
the higher the expectations the the more chance that you'll be disappointed if that makes sense like when i get if i get married and i expect my marriage to be always happy that i'm always gonna love my husband and that you know we're never gonna fight then i'll have a divorce pretty soon because my expectations were not met when i have the expectation that you know my husband's not perfect i'm not perfect we're gonna fight and mm. it's okay mm. we still love each other then our marriage will last um and so it, it depends on the expectations you have when you put that faith into something when you, you have to know what you're putting your faith in okay yeah when you put your faith into concluding to 100 percent certainty that your god exists mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about your expectations. Are these low expectations? Are these high expectations? They're expectations that come from knowing who that God is. Um, Do you need faith to know who the God is? You need to know who God is to have faith in Him. Okay. You For need example, to know the God first before you use the faith? Right. I mean, I can't have what? faith in some, some nebulous thing out there. What's what's the point? What's the expectation? Um, hmm. You can have faith in your husband that he's going to fulfill certain responsibilities, and that's because you know he would or he wouldn't. You know, you have to know the person to to have some sort of faith in them and what they're going to do for you. Wouldn't a person need to use faith first to conclude that the God existed, and then say that they know the God? I see what you're saying. It's 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 not a one-way street if that makes sense you uh, have your faith um, and you have the knowledge of that person and you keep applying faith and you keep knowing that person a little bit more and it's just like a relationship it's 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 back and forth and there are there are times even when you have a relationship with a person that they disappoint you and you figure out whether that was because you didn't have you had you shouldn't have had faith in them or whether you know they made a mistake but what? with god it's it's a little bit different because well god i believe in doesn't make any mistakes and um you know you you have faith in him that he will take care of you and that everything will work out and as you live you kind of see that oh that thing in my life really did work out mm -hmm. um, and that just strengthens your faith in him gotcha gotcha um, and there's plenty of people who have you know, hope that God's going to make them rich or that God's going to um, give, give them everything they want. And then they find themselves not believing in that God because he's not real. That God doesn't exist to give you what you want. But if, if a person is placing faith in a God who they're absolutely sure will be giving them riches and they're using faith, mm -hmm. would they not be justified in being 100% sure that that <coughs> God exists? Sure, I mean, if they're rich, at the end of it all. But if they're not, I, I don't see why they should keep believing in that God. Okay, they that person would have an ability to test to see if their faith was misplaced because, I don't know, when they're 60 years old, they can look back at their bank account and if it was a blow, you know... If they believe God's there to number. make them rich, yeah. Right. And there has to be a sense of... You know, we're limited, finite beings. We cannot know everything. Um, and as much as we try, we can't. There are some things that you just, you have to have faith in and, and see if it works out. And if it doesn't, then you have the absolute right to say, okay, I don't believe that anymore. Mm -hmm. 
if this belief that you have, that seems like it's based on faith, if, if somebody were to listen to this conversation and think, man, faith sure seems kind of reckless, mm-hmm. or I wonder, if, I wonder if maybe a gullible person would, would, would find themselves having to rely on faith. Mm-hmm. What would your take be on that? If somebody characterized faith in that manner as, as reckless or gullible? We all have faith in something. Um, if you talk to Christopher Hitchens, it's faith that you know we were a result of natural processes. And that's his faith because we weren't there to see it. You understand? I mean, we weren't there 20,000 years ago or 20 million years ago to see whether it happened. He has faith that that happened. And, um, and I have faith that God created us. It's, it's, not, it's not a weakness, if that makes sense, of humanity. It is what we are. You see faith as a good thing? Oh, yeah. It's where you put your faith that might be a bad thing. Ah, okay. Because I was going to say, like, there might be a terrorist who's using faith to be 100% certain oh, Allah is real and he's getting ready to blow himself absolutely. up because of it. Mm-hmm. So I guess my final question would be, how did you determine that what you chose to put your faith in, this specific God, is actually the correct choice and you're actually not mistaken? Right, right. That's, that's a great question. Um... When you're searching for the truth, you won't rest until you find it. How do you know that you found it? Because it keeps being confirmed every day. And until I receive some sort of disconfirmation of that truth that I'm seeking, then I'll stop going that direction. That makes sense. And everyone's on a seek for truth, a search for truth, and that they can find. Um, And I can't judge them on their journey, and I can't... All I can do is help them, you know, them see what I've seen and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. give them some hope. But everyone's on a search for truth, whether you like it or not. Yeah, I'm on a search for truth, too. Well, yeah, like you said, that's why you're doing this. Yeah. Do you think people should take your belief seriously if you don't have a way of disconfirming it? I think they should take my faith seriously, just as seriously as they take anyone else's faith. Like I said, everyone has faith. If those folks could figure out a way to disconfirm their faith, like Christopher Hitchens, you mentioned some example about mm-hmm. that, and him believing, I don't know, X number of years ago something happened. Mm-hmm. I think he's passed away. But if yeah, he were here, um, do you think that he would be able to explain to us what he would accept to disconfirm his position? I think he would. I mean, he's pretty entrenched atheist. <laughs> And he's talked with many people who do not believe what he has. And, and he's, you know, actually talked with them and engaged with them. And he still believes the way he does. And that's yeah. his deal. I, I don't have an issue with what you believe if you've been searching your entire life to see whether or not that's true. Okay. Um, so. Well, good. Well, maybe we can end the talk. I've got a card. That was fantastic. Yeah. And uh, this confirmation of beliefs is very interesting to me. Like, I... I think um, it's really interesting when people say, I believe this thing, but if I were to see this or read about that or, you know, X number of people told me that that was not true, mm-hmm. then I'd probably change my mind on it. Like, I think paper bags are better than plastic. Well, you have to get a paper bag and a plastic bag and try it out, see which one 
Yeah. Good to see best. And maybe but do a little research too, like people who may, who may have studied it, right? Mm -hmm. And then I might change my mind and be like, oh, I think uh, plastic maybe is actually better because there's less water to, involved right. and all but that. But you have to be careful to not have a closed mind when you do this. Hmm. Um, is your mind closed? No. You would think it is because I, I fully co confidently believe what I believe, but it's not because I'm open to any, any, um, any contrasting of the the way that you would see that I'm close-minded is that I wouldn't talk to people who don't believe what I believe. I would I would shelter myself and go live on a hill and and, and not talk to people. I see what you're saying. I want to believe what I want to believe, and it doesn't matter what. Right. The world says. Right, right. Good for you. Um, That's awesome. But having and an open mind is talking to people who disagree with you and seeing, okay, where are they coming from? And does that work or does that not work? So. Can you really be open-minded if you don't have the ability to identify what you would accept to lower your confidence in the belief? Can you say that again? Sure. Can a person mm -hmm. be open-minded if they're unable to identify what they would have to see or experience to cause them to lower their confidence in the belief? That disconfirmation again. Mm -hmm. If a person can't identify what they would accept to disconfirm their belief, are they really being open-minded? I think depending on what you believe and seeing how it jives with reality, is, is keeping an open mind. Um, the God I believe in created this world and um, we made a mistake in the beginning and that causes all the problems we have today but we still have that image of the Creator and it causes all the good things we see today. Is that so, all based on faith? That, yeah, that's all based on faith and having that faith in that God and that knowledge of what the world is it jives with the world that I see. It jives with reality. Um, there's nothing that, you know, comes in the way of that. And that's that's when you know you've found truth because nothing you see in life just confirms what you what you believe. It, it'd be a different thing if. Okay, you know, that's interesting. Hold on. The way that you've realized that you've discovered truth is that you can no longer just confirm it. At least in my experience, I mean, tomorrow might be different. But. That sounds incredibly like dangerous. That, does that worry you? Like no. that you that a person could think that they found truth, but have no way of determining that they really hadn't found it. No, there is a way. If if what you believe doesn't mesh with reality. Um, okay. And if your 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 framework of what you believe doesn't mesh with what you're really seeing in the world. What I mean, would you, you what would you have to experience or see that didn't mesh with your belief that the God exists to disconfirm it? I haven't seen anything yet. Um, <laughs> it would have to be something that violates what I think this this world was created for. Hmm. Um, it was a like for example, I see people killing each other, and I attribute that to evil because that there is evil like in the world, like and that's what's causing it. I mean, if, and all the good and the love in the world that you see with people towards each other, I see I attribute that to, you know, human nature and and what God has created us to really do is to love each other. 
I, I just, I don't think I've seen anything that goes against what I believe. And I don't live in a hill, you know, shelter from everybody. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that might be something to think about while you're doing your walk. Yeah. Uh, thank you so very much. Now you get Lo your name. Anthony. Anthony. Yes, ma'am. Nice I'm you. sorry if, if I didn't give it. Yeah, um, great conversation. <laughs> I really appreciate your time. Yeah. I'm spending so much time on that. And uh, I don't know if you come here a lot, but if you see me again and I'm not chatting with somebody, I'd love to yeah. pick it up again. Sure. All right, cool. Thank it you again. It was really nice meeting you. Same here. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. A really good talk there with Michelle. She thinks that a God exists. It sounded like she was probably Christian, although she didn't specify a denomination. She started off by talking about the complexity of nature, and then we shifted into if other people can look at nature and still get along just fine and not attribute that to a God, but to natural processes, at which point she said that non-believers are borrowing from the theistic worldview, which is something that I've heard before from presuppositionalists. Even though she was young, this was a seasoned believer, a seasoned, dare I say, apologist, someone who's familiar with arguments and has given this some thought. And of course, it naturally came down to faith again. She described faith as hope. And we spent a lot of time on how she could determine that her belief was not true. Several times the topic of disconfirmation came up and time and time again, it seemed that she does not have a way to test her belief, to falsify it to see if it's not true. And then we talked about how a person could truly be open to changing their position if they weren't able to identify what they would accept to change their mind. The highlight of that talk, I think, was near the end when she talked about truth, that you know that you've found the truth when you realize that there's nothing that can change your mind, something to that effect. That is a very scary thought that I could be so convinced that something is correct because I have no way of disconfirming it. That's terrifying. The other thing she said there is non-believers have to borrow from a theistic worldview in order to love and be good people. And that's such an unfortunate trope. I hear that all the time, but me getting too wrapped up into that and getting triggered by it and wanting to defend it and fight it would have taken the focus off of the foundation and I think ended up making for a more lasting conversation in her mind. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos. 